welcome back. This is the third consecutive week of the Four Hauntsmen. Can we stop having so much fun now? This is like a, a record for us. We're we're back. <laughs> it really got is. The friendly voice of Paul. Hey, hey. We've got Joey in the house. Hey, hey, hey. And we have our unofficial, official fifth Hauntsman, Johnny the Bronto from Haunt Scene. What's up, everybody? It's it's good to be back on the the, the four Huntsmen, the, the fifth Huntsman. Except uh, kind of like the fourth. Yeah, fourth, fifth. Fourth, we can't fifth. count. You just come off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready for a walk off home run here. We're talking local haunts today. Uh, we're talking uh, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, Hollow Scream, a little Six Flags, a little Halloween Horror Nights, and uh, a good healthy dose of local haunts. Road trip. Florida edition. I think we're going to lead off with uh, a little bit of uh, Bush Garden Williamsburg magic hollow scream. Yeah. So uh, this past week, I, uh, you know, I had mentioned on, I think, last episode or maybe two episodes ago that uh, Bush Gardens had kind of scrapped the majority of their opening weekend, including the media event uh, for hollow scream. Well, the rescheduled media event was earlier uh, last week. Uh, I actually have the video on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash ideology of madness. And we got to see the, you know, they really wanted to focus on three things. Um, they wanted to focus on the control lab, which, uh, I, I had briefly mentioned in a previous episode. So the control lab is, um, if you're in Williamsburg there, they have the fiend show, just like the Bush gardens, Tampa show. Um, I, I think it's a different show, but it still has like the naughty nurses and stuff like that. But right across from that, they have um, a bar called the Inoculation Station, uh, and the naughty nurses serve like shots and stuff there. Um, and they converted half of that into the control lab. And the way it works is that there are like buttons that'll trigger either an animatronic or a sound or different things uh, in the houses, but not just there. Um, they actually have and I don't know if you guys have this in Tampa, but they convert the the maps over to hollow screen maps um, for, for Bush Gardens Williamsburg. So during the day, it's regular Bush Gardens. During the night, it's hollow screen. But, and they uh, have maps that convert to the hollow screen uh, map, but some of them are on monitors, like giant TV screens. And uh, some of the buttons will actually like cause a jump scare at those TV screens while people are looking at the maps. Um, kind of thing. So it's, it's fun. You know, I mean, we, we tested it during the day when the park was closed, so I didn't get to, to get the enjoyment of scaring anybody, but it's a fun idea and it's, it's cheap. It's cheaper than, you know, playing, uh, one of those carnival games or anything like that. And yeah. So go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, Paul did a, an amazing video for his channel with the details behind like the triggers and things like that. But the, the one thing that jumps out at me again um, Bush Garden Williamsburg Hollow Scream mm -hmm. so much better than Tampa Hollow Scream at this point. You know, I gotta say, you know, they, this is their twentieth year, and they did a really good job this year. the The Vault uh, Twenty House that's kind of a, a callback to the previous twenty years of Hollow Scream here in Bush Gardens Williamsburg is is a fantastic house. We got to see that with the lights on, um, and you know, they they took us through Demented Dimensions, which you guys had down in Tampa last year. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of assumed it was a lights on tour. So they've got like their, uh, entertainment manager giving us the guided tour. And he's, you know, just kind of like, here's where this is. Here's what, how we had to change it from Tampa because of the different space. And, um, at one point he's saying, you know, here's where we have like a second story scare, like a scare actor, you know, can jump at you from above type thing. And then the lights cut off and he's, you know, he like yells out, he's like, Debbie, I'm doing a tour here. You know, can you cut the lights back on? And then, like, the music cuts on. And he's like, wrong button. And, you know, like, there. And then, like, a scare actor hopped out of the wall and, like, pulled him through. And uh, we had to go through the rest of the house as if it was live. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. I don't think any of us expected it. Um, I had a, a, a fun experience in there. Um, you know, I went opening night and I wasn't. Uh, admittedly, I, I didn't love Demented Dimensions, but this time going through it, maybe because, um, you know, they had their best actors on point and it was just a surprise experience. I really, really enjoyed it. So 
I, I'd say, I, I, you know, this is a, a good year for Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Sometimes there's there's not enough new to warrant going every year, but this year they did a good job. It seems like, you know, when I when I look at the the stuff that you shot, you know, because of the anniversary year, very reminiscent to me of HHN 25, you know, with the the whole celebration of years gone by and, and icons gone by and, and things like that. I, I just can't believe that it's included in the day park price and it's as good as what it looks like. Yeah. You know, it's I, like I said, you can't get better for the price down here. And especially now they have um, all these ticket prices. You know, if you just have an annual membership, you get that, you get the Christmas town, you get all that stuff. And, you know, I'm not shilling Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Um, I've been a, 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 an annual pass holder for probably since 2007 now. Like my monthly cost for my annual pass is still grandfathered in and it's still like $7 a month. Um, and that's why I haven't upgraded yet because I don't want to lose that price. Uh, but it, it is genuinely uh, a good deal because it, you, you can just go when they open at 10 or noon and, uh, you know, stay through the evening. Uh, and Six Flags America is kind of the same way. So similar, I, sh- I should say, and I want to clarify. Um, so I also went to a, a preview thing for Six Flags America on Friday night and uh, up in the Maryland side of uh, like Washington, D.C. area. It's in Bowie, Maryland. And, uh, you know, we got to check out a couple of their new shows and their new house this year. And they're kind of similar in that the price of the day pass includes you, you can stay through Six Flags Fright Fest, but there is an upcharge to actually go through the houses. It's like 20 something dollars, I think, to add on the houses. So without that, you can do the scare zones, you can do the shows, but you can't do the houses. Yeah, we're, we're heading up to Six Flags for the first time uh, for Fright Fest um, this coming week. Um, at least the one in Georgia. I don't know, Johnny. Have you ever been to the Six Flags Fright Fest before, or Joey? No. I have not. Uh, oh, actually, well, I mean, recently because when I was living in California, I went to the Magic Mountain one. Like, I'm I, I'm afraid to say this. Twenty years ago. <laughs> but the Magic <laughs> Mountain one's plus. like cream of the crop, isn't it? Like that's one of the best ones out there. Maybe now. Yeah. I I remember when I went. It was uh. Remember the last time I went there, they had. An Alice Cooper plow. That's old. It was like an Alice Cooper maze behind the Batman ride, and um, it really made me second guess my taste in music for a couple hours. But <laughs> that's where the Encino Man house is too, right? What? Encino right Man out there? Encino Man, Magic Mountain. Oh yeah, they use Viper. Yeah, <laughs> that's the red yeah. one. So yeah, Six Flags. It, it's the the website. And, Paul and I have talked about this offline. Um, incredibly confusing. We bought um, uh, tickets this year as Cheap Seats uh, family, and um, it includes what I perceive to be Fright Fest. And I would assume that, like, you know, Fright Fest would be the same thing as, like, hey, it includes Hollow Scream or, hey, it includes Halloween Horror Nights. But um, the concept behind um, Fright Fest, for anybody that doesn't know, because this was a learning curve for me, is that Fright Fest is basically the scare zones that you're you're getting included in your ticket for free. But if you want to go to the houses, the houses are a separate charge. And then they offer different house packages, you know, like the general admission wait, you know, however long for a house. And I think it, they even advertise that the wait time is going to be at least 30 minutes for each house that you go in. And then... Um, there's like a express and then like super express, I think for the the houses and it runs up to like 50 bucks per person per night or something like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I had mentioned that when we went to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, they wanted to showcase their new stuff and, you know, six flags America, kind of like Bush Gardens for you guys and Bush Gardens here. And uh, I guess, honestly, I, I guess most theme parks other than universal studios, um, they repeat the majority of their event from year to year, right? They, they swap out a house here, a house there. You know, if they're feeling really feisty, they'll swap out a couple of houses from year to year. But for the most part, at least half of the event, if not more, is carried over from year to year. And so Six Flags America, they wanted to show their new, they wanted to showcase their new shows. 
so they had a new stunt show. Um, so we only got to see a, a portion of that. Um, but they had, and, and, and I'm going somewhere with this. So so give me a second. <laughs> um, so they, they they had a show called Flesh, and uh, so. You know the 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 uh, PR lady. You know introduced the show. She says, "Hey, uh, because people had brought their families, uh, had brought you know like young kids with them as guests to to this event. Just want you to know this show's a little risque. You're welcome to take your kids outside. We'll do face painting, that kind of thing. But just wanted to warn you, the show's a little risque." And so, you know, if, if the video is on the channel, but, um, you know, if, if you look at it, it, it's it's risque in that they're willing they're wearing lingerie, uh, dancing, you know, a little provocatively. But for the most part, it's just um, it's just a dance show to like modern dance music, modern dance hits, um, talented dancers. You know, it, it's it's not particularly a scary show. There's no there's no story behind it or anything it's about a, a 20 minute dance show basically um but then they brought us over to their other new show which is called cursed uh i think cursed 2 so i guess at some point there was an, a previous <laughs> cursed um and so but we got to see the, during the day they have cursed and the the lady said hey you know during the day we we have cursed and at night we have cursed after dark and i just want you to know cursed is g-rated cursed after dark is r-rated and um you know and uh you know just want to warn you guys you're going to see the cursed after dark version and you know after after when she referred to the previous show as risque i was like ah this is nothing this is just going to be, you know, this is just another warning, but it'll, it won't be anything. There'll be maybe a, a little, you know, some dirty humor, that kind of thing. Well, one, the show's 30 minutes long. So just be warned, you know, you, you're spending a significant amount of time there. But two, and most importantly, there are as many F-bombs in that 30 minutes as there are in any Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever seen. Like the first time that, that someone dropped an F-bomb, it was within like the first 30 seconds. And I'm like... No, I didn't hear that right. And then, like, you know, it, within the first five minutes, they they say it at least a dozen times of uh, of the show, and and then proceed like there there are sentences that they say the f word three times in the same sentence. I mean, it is excessively um, profane, and I, I'm not a prude by any means, but uh, it was very unexpected. Um, because you know the event itself isn't restricted to seventeen and older, so the sh going into a show in what's normally a family theme park, regardless of how you feel about kids going to to Halloween Horror Nights or Fright Fest or Hollow Scream or any of those events, it was still kind of surprising to have a thirty minute show laden with the f word. Um, like my my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, oh my god, what am I watching? Like <laughs> I was just like, I, I I came out of that with PTSD. Uh, but then we got to see their new house, Total Damnation, which is uh, which was awesome. Uh, they they did the Six Flags. I I, I will say their strength. They they don't necessarily have a ton of money, you know, on, on the scale of 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 money. I, I think Bush Gardens, you know, it's probably like Universal Studios, Bush Gardens, and then Six Flags under them, uh, as far as money that they contribute to these type of events. Um, and you know, Cedar Fair is probably somewhere in there as well. Uh, but uh, for for the for the the houses that at Six Flags, I I genuinely uh, enjoy the houses and most of the at the the Six Flags America at least the ones that I've been to in years past and and I gotta say this they they stepped up their game on this one it was really well done but uh you know Curse Two After Dark just know what you're in for you're gonna be there for 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 a while and you're gonna <laughs> hear the F word a lot I like F word shows well does Chucky say the F word yet at Halloween Horror Nights uh, no, he doesn't. He made Look it fun. <laughs> Such a transition. Um, Chucky, uh, Chucky has uh, the restraining bolt uh, almost all the way off. But I, I, I do want to go back to that Six Flags thing, though, because we skipped over one uh, thing that, that seemed to light up social media last week, which was the coffin challenge. And I think you got to test out one of the coffins when you were... Um, at, at Six Flags as well, um, but the coffin challenge to me seems like more of like a vacation challenge, right? You're you're in a basically like, kind of like a bed for thirty hours. Yeah, I mean it's far uh, from comfortable. So you know they they had, and I don't know if this was, I think they may have announced it after 
we recorded last that originally it was just going to be at, I think, at two of the Six Flags parks, but now it's at all of them. And uh, so Six Flags America, you know, when we were there, they said, hey, we're doing the coffin challenge also. Well, so they, they, they asked for volunteers before they even announced it. And I kind of figured that's where they were going. So I, you know, me, I just like jumped up and, and went for it. And they said, you know, these guys are going to test out the coffins. And so, um, you know, they're doing it at Six Flags America. I got to lie down in the coffin uh, for a little bit. And it's, I mean, it's not comfortable. It's it's wood. You know, it's not like it's cushioned. It's not like an, an actual coffin. When they well, say they sli- tell you that you have to bring your own, like, sleeping bag to fit inside of it. Yeah, because it, it is, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's. It's wood, you know. It's it's not a real coffin with with big cushy stuff inside of it. No, it's 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 wood, um, you know. And and it is open, which I didn't realize. So you know, it, there's the the front of it covers up to probably about midway on your chest. So you're open. You can see people and talk to people and and that kind of thing. You can't have your phone or anything with you. Um, but I, you see, one of the one of the press releases that they said they would have charging stations for phones. <laughs> Ah, well, I isn't mean, that you... the crazy thing? I mean, like I, I took it as like, you know, you get a bathroom break for six minutes every hour on the hour. They give you uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner and snacks, I think. Huh. And then they had a charging station and you're basically laying there for 30 hours. Like and then they pay you 300 bucks for doing this and free tickets wow. and like VIP stuff and goodies for, for be like, accomplishing the challenge. Be the perfect time to have the flu or like a really bad cold. So you can just like sleep in that thing all day and watch Netflix, knowing your phone's not going to die and you got yeah. free food. You don't even have to leave. So the lady told us that the, that we weren't allowed the phone, but maybe you can't have it in the. But maybe you can set it up on top of the coffin. I don't know. Like it's, you know, it, it's certainly having laid in it. Um, it seems doable, and I don't know how oh. you know how it works. Like, is it like an elimination challenge? Like if you quit you're out or you know like what if they pick two people because i think every park has two people um who would quit it exactly i mean, like, I mean what if both dude, i could oh, sleep in there I for like a week straight what do you cut i mean dude come on Especially <laughs> i, if get, you some, have I get someone to leave that room mm. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the last man standing <laughs> yeah 30 hours mm-hmm. the tricks oh my god 30 minutes. Well, one big question, though, I don't know if they answered this, but when all's said and done with the coffins, do they just leave the bodies and move the tombstones or what's what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yet another transition back to Halloween Horror Nights. Right. So Uh, someone got that good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So (laughs) Halloween Horror Nights happenings this week um, and. 75% 75% of us have been there over the last week. Paul will be down to experience Halloween Horror Nights and all of its crowded goodness um, next, next week. week. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple things. Like, I have not made it out to Halloween Horror Nights as often as I thought I would so far this year. And, you know, but the funny thing is, like, when Joey and I were leaving last night, you know, we looked at each other and said, like, you know, it, it's going to be October 1st in a couple of uh, hours. And there's still four more weeks of Halloween Horror Nights to go through. And, you know, it feels like we've, we've been doing this now for months, but it's only been three weeks, although I guess three weeks is a long time. Um, Chucky, um, we've been pretty critical of that scare zone um, on this show and in the Cheap Seats videos um, for the last couple of weeks because we felt it was more of like a PG-type um, Chucky um, I will say that I stood in front of Chucky on the way into the park yesterday, and uh, he uh, verbally berated me. Uh, he called a woman that was standing next to me a streetwalker. Uh, he uh, he was he did everything except for drop f bombs. So it's you know I think the restraining bolt that we we talked about with him and needing to let him loose, he he's almost there, you know, and uh, he he's he's doing more damage now. Have have you watched him lately, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, uh, I did see the video of him yelling at the guy with the young girl, the, like the daughter, yeah, uh, about how he's a bad father and it's past the girl's bedtime. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, I haven't sat and watched Chucky since like the first weekend uh, when he berated us for being YouTubers, which was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I've I've 
I definitely gravitated more towards walking through the scare zone a lot more. Uh, but I haven't. I need to sit through Chucky maybe Wednesday. Yeah, I thought it was it was uh, it was entertaining. Uh, at least the, the the actual puppet part. The other pieces of it are still um, a little hit and miss. I think. Yeah. I see. Should, uh, whoever's people doing it should just go. Oh, hmm? uh, I see a lot of people complaining about the getting blasted with water. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, like, what is up with that between the monkeys and then the the new thing with the operation? I mean, people are walking around like either holding their phones, I guess, or maybe cameras or drinks and, you know, getting a drink full of, uh, you know, a, a nice like $12 beer full of uh, recycled water from the street or whatever, pumping through those things. Yeah, I got blasted pretty good trying to take a picture of one of the barrel monkeys. <laughs> I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it's uh, that's not a scare thing. That's a, you know, dude, come on, like type of thing. Um, I, you know, it, it, uh, it it's I, I feel like it's coming into its own, though. Um, you know, on the flip side, I think the um, Twisted Tradition Zone, it still looks gorgeous. But I'm not I, I, I think we've probably walked through that more often than the other zones because you always kind of go past that way to get to the back of the park. And I, I don't really see too many people scaring anybody in that zone. And I still think it's because the costumes must be like bobbleheadish, where it's too top heavy and they can't move too well. I, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of scares still in many of the, the scare zones. I see them, nah. you know, like they're very picture and video populated at this point especially killer clowns i mean you know god i was complaining last night about the um lighting in killer clowns it seems like they made that so much darker than it was the first um week that that the zone was open um but i'm i'm thinking maybe they did that to discourage so many people stopping for pictures and video to make them come out not as well but they're also really big and they have nowhere to hide except those little doorways completely get it so um the houses, you know, I still haven't done a house ranking, and I think it would take too much time to do a complete house ranking here, but they they continue to kind of slide up and down the scale the more that we go through the houses. Um, you know, I was in love with uh, Dead Exposure the, the first week, and now that's kind of fallen towards the bottom. Um, and I'm in love with Poltergeist, except we had a really bizarre run last night where you could see all of the, the puppeteers, like, in their, their boo holes for some reason. And Joey had to call it out, like, you know, look at that guy in the white outfit. Um, you know, what do you think? What do you guys uh, think? Well, I mean, you were there. The uh, Those Yetis took some, like, I don't I don't know what they were on last night, but they scared the crap, all three of them. And I, I've been through that maze, like, five times. I know where they are, and they just got, like, Roid Rage or something, because they were just almost, like, on top of me, like, screaming. And I, I was terrified. You saw that. So it's a lot of cinema. Yeah, that's that's my like I think that's my number one. I don't know. Especially after last night. What do you think, Johnny? You like Slaughter Cinema? I do. I do. I love the critters part, man. I just I'm in love with the little critters. They're amazing. I love uh, that. And then the big critter. And the big critter. I just I'm gonna st- I gotta get a picture of the little one with the top hat and the monocle uh at some <laughs> point. I guess I gotta be that guy and sneak that picture. But uh <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I I tend to do slaughter cinema. I, I've been spending a lot of time in the back of the park. Like I've probably done the houses in the back of the park at least probably three or four times for every one that I've done in the sound stages. So uh, just because I I mean I've only done Stranger Things like once this whole run on the the uh, media night. So yeah, but uh, no, I love I love I love Dead Exposure. But man, you can't go in there when the sun's out. So. Yeah. The, the last time that uh, Joey and I went through there, it wasn't sun out either. But it it seemed like the majority of the actors weren't even in the house. Like it, it did, I don't think it was a cast change. I, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like there was more cardboard people in there than there were the uh, the actual actors scaring. Maybe they're just slowly kind of transitioning them out. Yeah, yeah, it could be. We could have just had a bad bad spot there. But um, are you? Uh, gifted with express this year or oh yeah okay yeah once you taste the dark side man you gotta you you gotta do that there's no going back peasants anymore yeah Yeah. (laughs) i only asked because when you said you didn't go to the the front 
sound stages, I was thinking, like, you know, it, this has been the year, if you're listening to this and you have not gone to Halloween Horror Nights, um, this is what we've talked about for years leading up to this and that the event was gaining more and more in popularity. And when people ask, like, do you need Express? And, you know, you, I still see people posting all the time on uh, Facebook and Twitter, like, you know, hey, I managed to do every house like 53 times tonight before – you know, five o'clock, you know, before the gates opened up because uh, awesome. I just was magical, you know, and I did it without express. And I think, you know, more more power to you. I, I, I can't see it being done. Like we were there last night and everything again was 45 minutes to 95 minutes, you know, or 100 minutes. And it, it it's just packed every time that we go. We haven't gone on a Wednesday. I guess maybe that's the, the trick, but Wednesday's I, I can see that ending though soon because everyone keeps talking about it. Yeah, well, at some point it's just going to get insane. So, yeah, and I, I think I tweeted out last night like I, I could do without ever hearing "Shoot to Thrill" again. I, I love that vamp zone. It's it's so campy, you know, photo wise. I'm starting to see some of the characters drop off. Like I didn't see um, um, Boy George walking around the last couple times that we were there. Which, by the way, your co-host uh, asked us or pulled me aside the last time that we were at the park, like during the week, uh, Joey and I, and she asked um, who Boy George was. So I, I felt like I was a million years old at that point because she had to make a point of telling me she was a 90s kid. And I love Melissa. But Ooh, uh, Oh, Melissa? Yeah. 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 But I, I saw Boy George last night. Oh, OK. I mean, I, I, I definitely felt like I was about like 90. Yeah, she's like, I love the 80s. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's cool. There's a difference between, uh, and they're like, I'm not, I, and I know this discussion kind of comes up every once in a while, but there's a, there is a little bit of a difference between growing up in the 80s and loving the 80s, being at your 90s or a, or a millennial or something like that, or after 2000. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they'll never know what it's like to, Wait for that NES cartridge to come out or something like that, you know? Yeah. That new uh, that new tape, that new cassette tape. Yeah. And Does I may remember say... Blockbuster Music. Yep. If you guys want to do it before you bought it. Media play. Yeah. That might have been 90s. There, <clears throat> there is uh, one other thing that just popped into my head, like as we were thinking about the, um, the vamp zone, that um, I, I, I almost feel like it shouldn't be brought up, but I, I have to say, you know, because... I saw, you know, there's two Michael Jackson kind of characters or tributes that are in um, the different casts at, at Vamp. Maybe there's more. I've only seen two. One of them is, is slightly taller and a little stockier. But HHN tweeted out a picture the other day that said, you know, like, uh, um, I think the caption was just like, eat it, eat it. And it was the stockier, like Michael Jackson. And I was like, what, what, what's happening here? Like, that's not funny. So... Oh, own. you mean like the uh, little ghost of what? Oh, this is what it's like when you walk through somebody's vape cloud. Yeah, well, you know, it was kind of. I think it was more like poking fun at the fact that 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 Michael Jackson was a little bit heavier than the other Michael Jacksons yeah. or the other Michael Jacksons in the other cast. I didn't think it was that great of a, a thing to um, post on their behalf. True, but. Um, I will say this now, so if the Universal folks are listening, the views that are expressed here within are those of, of uh, Kyle from from the Cheap Seats and not of all of the uh, the, the Four Hauntsmen or other affiliates. But I, I, I didn't I didn't think that it was a very cool thing to for them to post. So. I gotcha. Yeah. So you know, you guys are talking about scare zones and um, zones. And zones, you know, so if you're listening to this podcast, so we're recording this on Monday, October 1st, and it's going to release on Tuesday, October 2nd, if you're, if I'm lucky. Um, but one of the things I want to mention, uh, is that this Friday, October 5th, uh, for you guys who are fans of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space Scare Zone, the directors of Killer Clowns uh, from Outer Space will be there, uh, in the Scare Zone on October 5th. Um, and I guess, I don't know what they're doing, but they're, they're going to be there. Um, and they also recently announced, we'll see if it actually, you know, comes to fruition that they are doing the return of the killer clowns from outer space in 3d, uh, a sequel to the film. And I think they, they kind of wanted to announce that in conjunction with the scare zone, uh, that news for me at least seemed to come under the radar. I just happened to come across it. 
today while looking them up um, after their announcement that they'd be at HHN this weekend. Yeah, they, they've been talking about that for a little bit of time, but I think that they were waiting. My, my take was they were waiting to get here for like their official PR <sighs> announcement. And it's, it's funny because the composer of um, the soundtrack for Killer Clowns, you know, I, I woke up last week and I got a direct message from the, the composer on Twitter and on Facebook that was like, I love the the perspective that you shot in the scare zone, and it felt like I was there, and I, I'm gonna be there. Like I think he's there October 24th. So he's not gonna be there with the yeah. Chiodo brothers, and uh, you know I, I want to be able to use some of your footage if possible to include in my um, announcement video that I'll be there, and everything. So I was like, oh, that's cool, and then um, you know probably like an hour later, I saw Emily from uh, Geek Geek Notice posts that you know like oh hey the composer from <laughs> killer clowns is watching my stuff and then i saw travis the uh you know the awesome photographer in orlando he uh he posted the same thing like hey the composer from killer clouds it's like commenting on my stuff and I, he's kind of getting around so i think like we've become like this hub for killer clowns here whether you know it's the chiodo brothers coming or the composer coming and everything and it's uh it's really remarkable to see it take off and the composer's name is John Masari. Um, yes. But, you know, m- maybe they were just waiting for Universal Orlando to create those costumes to save on budget. <laughs> <laughs> so now they can make their movie because they don't have to pay for those costumes. It was in the contract. It was in the writer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as long as we film... get to keep the costumes, you can do whatever you want. They're going to film the entire movie in Sting Alley. <laughs> <laughs> Things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they were asking to be used to exactly. use the footage. That's the movie. <laughs> why does that have a haunting watermark at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, moving on from HHN. Um, I, have, spent... I have moved on from HHN. <laughs> I got to be honest. It was tough going back to HHN after, um, I know Johnny and I spent some time over, not together, but uh, like one day apart for the most part for some of these uh, local haunts. And uh, you kind of get spoiled because almost all of these local haunts that we go to, um, it, it, there's no conga line. And yeah. I think that the one thing that people miss when they are um, going to Halloween Horror Nights, you know, exclusively is, you know, is understanding how haunts work and how things can actually be scary. Um, you know, I, I tend to find that it's not very scary if you're going in a, in a conga line of people and you're seeing it, the scare happen 10 people or five people in front of you. And then the same person pops out again because they're on like a timer. Um, it, it's not like that at you know, these other local haunts. So, um, you know, I, I think both sides here started this road trip this week or the beginnings of at least the Florida edition. Um, and John and I hit independently um, Warehouse 31 Unleashed. <sighs> in uh, Jacksonville and 13th floor in Jacksonville. Yes. What did you think? Oh man, I love them both. I love them both for different reasons and they were awesome. I love talking to the people there. Um, Completely different setups. Uh, The 13th floor is a huge company. They own like 16 uh, haunted attractions like all over the US. So they're like they're. I, I, I'm trying to think of a chain. I just don't want to insult them. I don't want to say like you're the McDonald's of haunts or you're the you're the Walmart of haunts because that's kind of you know taken away from it. I'm trying to think of like a good chain that you kind of like. You know that's like you're like the Five Guys of haunts or something like that, like something positive. Um, but they're uh, that haunt was amazing. They, I did a lights on walkthrough tour, and it was you know I, I do a lot of haunts and. Uh, a lot of times when you see them with the lights on, a lot of them are covered up with the show lighting, you know, so to kind of, you know, cover up the blemishes and things like that. And uh, even walking through the house at 13th Gate, even even with the lights all the way on, it was just gorgeous and perfect. And uh, the show did not let me down at all. It was a great, great haunt show. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a, a step up from, uh, from even some theme park haunts that I've done this year. So... Yeah, the sets are amazing. By the way, uh, 13th Floor, Joey, is the the people that run that. Uh, they also run that Haunted Hayride that you've been to in the past in California. Oh, at the old zoo, the Griffith Park? 
I think so. It's like they they have if you go to their website, it's 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 like there's six 13th floors across the country. There's two haunted hayrides, and then there's um, other brand name. Haunts. It's called LA Haunted Hayride. I think so. That's it. Yeah, that's I, amazing. The set design was uh, was outstanding. You walk in and it's like a two story building. Um, you don't think you don't go on the second floor though. It's just kind of there, but. Um, the one thing that Thirteenth Floor had that I didn't see in other haunts were just um, I, I think everybody went through Poltergeist this year at Halloween Horror Nights and they were amazed at those like puppets or animatronic type things that are, that are in the house. And Thirteenth Floor has like these two story tall um, animatronics that are just they're they're uh, they they kick some major ass. Yeah, Thirteenth Floor is like, hey, Universal, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, that's about right. It's uh, it's interesting with Thirteenth Floor because uh, the animatronics there are used in fairly small spaces. You know, like if you've got a big prop in a in a wide open room, you know, it kind of loses some of the scale. But when it's like right up on you, it, they they're massive. You know, so and a lot of times when you go to uh, different haunted attractions and let's say they do have a large animatronic, typically you're looking at it from like far away. And being right up on them, and it was it was really cool. It was really really good. Yeah, you turn the corner, and there's that one animatronic that's you know looming over you, and it's like the WTF uh, BBQ sauce type thing. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, yeah, who would have thought actually, that that would be in this building? I'm looking up the website for the Hayride, and yeah, it's 13th floor. And um, in the past years that I went to it when I was living in LA, they had some giant animatronics that came super close to you while you're on the tractor so Very i have cool. a fairly good idea yeah i liked it a lot the only thing that that uh was confusing about 13th floor that wasn't as confusing at um warehouse 31 is that um you can look at their website and see what attractions are under the the roof um but you know i d- did a video review of 13th floor and when it came out i, I was convinced that there was just two haunts because you're going to two different buildings or two different subsections, I guess, of the building. And I, I, I had no idea that there was um, three haunts that were taking place within the site. The, yeah. the theming or knowing like where you were going from one to the other, I was just kind of like lost. I, it's partial, partially because you're looking at costumes and trying to look at detail while you know so much stuff is jumping out at you. Yeah, and, that, and that's really unfortunate, too, because along with their, um, and I mean, I get it, the no photo policy, the no video policy, but sometimes that's kind of how I bookmark mentally, like where one haunt ends and the other one begins, uh, because like you said in your video, there is no signage at all. The whole thing just runs together. You get a small break kind of in the middle, and uh, it's it's basically two experiences, it feels like. Yep. It was good. It was reasonably priced. I think, you know, they're, they're actually supposed to have an escape room that's functioning there also. And the escape room wasn't working when I went and they said that they were working out bugs and it should be up um, soon. But they are looking to do um, a Christmas haunt and a Valentine's Day haunt. Um, but they're looking to keep the escape room portion of the building open year round. So it was good. Yeah, it was but really good. Warehouse 31, uh, maybe a little better. At least fun factor wise. Yeah, I mean the the 13th floor was all about the set design and the uh, the, the the scares. Like it, there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of fun factor to it. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It just means you go to a certain haunt for certain things. And the Warehouse 31 Unleashed was like an experience. It was just a blast from beginning to end, uh, interacting with all the different characters and even the characters and just the way the haunts constructed it was it was a lot of fun it was a, it was probably the most fun i've had doing haunts in a very long time yeah i you know when i when i got there um i was like i gotta get there at opening because who knows how busy it's gonna be and of course i got there and there was like um there was four other people that were there um with me so we were like the only five and um, this will be a lesson so each of these places sell express online so when you're looking at buying tickets in advance which i always recommend because they're cheaper online generally um you really didn't need express so i ended up just kind of bypassing that piece and it went to waste but um i grouped up with the the five people that i met um that were going through at the same time and it, it was it was just a blast um there's 
things in there that I have generally complained about in the past that uh, like Halloween Horror Nights, like when they make you bend down um, for the distraction type thing. But there's tunnels to go through. There's a slide that you go on at one point. Uh, the the one tunnel towards the end there's a there's a giant rat in the tunnel and you know that they're like yelling at you like I hope you're not afraid of rats and there's a rat in the tunnel with you um, but it it uh, it was so much fun I mean the 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 a real rat four, no no it was like a uh. giant rat like three three foot size yeah um, there's four different experiences at warehouse thirty one there's lockdown which is kind of like um, a patient zero type of thing for um, zombies that you're supposed to find the cure. I, I didn't really see that happening in the, the house, but I didn't really look. I, I was, you know, I, I, I gotta be honest, like at one point I was like terrified because there was so much stuff coming at me at one time that I was like, I don't know where to look. Um, Mr. Tasty's Meat Factory, which again is another cannibal type thing, but I, I absolutely love that name. Um, it It is, uh, I, I think it's much better done at warehouse 31 than it was at bush gardens tampa at least for that concept um really really fun some really great character interactions in there too um, dark waters which was kind of a voodoo type of of thing and i gotta i gotta call this one thing out that's in dark waters um they have uh this character that will forever be the mvp this year no matter where else i go um hot wise um, Frogman, because it's basically like uh, hybrid human reptiles that are in that house because of the the black magic or voodoo magic. Um, and this Frogman, you know, came out. They have this that element again with like the fog that's lifting with a laser, so it looks like you're going to like a, a swamp area. And that guy popped out. He didn't scare me. I, I, I just could not stop staring at that costume. It was kind of like uh, Gilman, you know, like. Uh, it, it just looked awesome. I, I wish that guy was outside, like doing meet and greets and stuff. I loved Frogman. He's 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 my MVP. <laughs> <laughs> and then Slaughter Circus, which was another, you know, circus type thing. Which I I don't know what they did on night two. I know night one they brought in um, clowns from another city I up heard in Savannah. That. Yeah, and those guys messaged me after the fact. One of them was in. Uh, video that we shot dropped an f-bomb and and his joke was like i guess i got you demonetized now ha 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 and i was like eh, i'll leave it in it's funny but uh th those guys were were awesome um what an incredible pack of like demonic type clowns um for the haunt but um i i loved warehouse 31 i'm not sure that i'll i'll definitely make a trip back to jacksonville to see them uh you know unless they change up the houses uh, but I, I loved uh, Warehouse 31, and I liked 13th Floor. They both have different things to offer, like you said. Yeah, yeah. If you but... had to pick one, um, for fun do. factor, I might, I, I might choose Warehouse 31 again. I, though I, I would be interested in seeing 13th Floor when it has the escape room stuff operational. Also, that would be interesting. I may be able to take a trip and try it, but well, only be I mean, they're they're literally 10 minutes apart. Yeah. You can't, you, oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, you can't really do one without doing the other. So you might as well just plan on doing both. Yeah, they, they are um, four miles within yeah. each other. Yeah, they're, okay. they're super cool. And then you, you also have a Whataburger there as well, just in yeah, case you've never had know. Whataburger. In case you want some real horror. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I had, I was like, I was super hungry afterwards. I was, I was on my way home uh, from Jacksonville, and it was like a two-and-a-half-hour drive. And I was like, oh, I'll stop at Whataburger. I've never had a Whataburger before. And I was like hungry. I'm like, oh, I just want the triple cheeseburger. And the thing's like four pounds. <laughs> it's the biggest damn fast food burger I've ever had in my life. It was good. I, I couldn't eat all of it, though. Sad. And you did one other haunt while you were on the North Florida tour also. And I'm not sure if you want to talk uh, about that now as a teaser or you know, I, I you've got a whole know. bunch of stuff to talk about tomorrow because you got your own gig happening that yeah. we kind of skipped over like no, what, that's, what's... that's all right um I, I did torment factory i left uh directly from sapphire falls at my convention thing to do uh torment factory it's like a the better part of two hours to get to uh gainesville uh torment factory it's our first year it's in like a ymca i guess the thing was built off-site um, I will admit when I walk through the first time, I was like, well, I'm like, 
You know, I I kind of felt like it was like maybe like a community type haunt, but their show lighting and everything like that really pulled it together, and the characters were actually really strong. So I was pretty impressed with the with the house there. Um, it wasn't all up and running; like they're still building one of their other experiences there. But the uh, their escape room as well was a lot of fun. They had a ten minute escape room, and uh, the serial killer, the main guy Abraham Gamey, leaves you in a room. And he's like, I forgot some seasoning. I'll be right back. And you got 10 minutes to figure out how to get out. And uh, it's like a it's like 12 by 12 room. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And we beat it. So it was good. Was Tim Tebow there? Uh, Tim Tebow was not there. <laughs> uh, it's late and I have a stupid sense of humor. That's all good. But I will tell you, the driving from Gainesville to Jacksonville was a nightmare. It was the scariest driving I've ever done in my entire life. And... Uh, that was an additional uh, scare zone, <laughs> an additional uh, haunted experience as you drive an hour and a half plus from Gainesville to get Jacksonville with no gas stations, no cell phone signals, torrential downpour and a lightning storm. So I'm like, this is where I die. I die somewhere between Gainesville and Jacksonville. It was I, I literally I was it was it was horrifying. That is hilarious. Yeah, when, uh, I know Friday night there was not supposed to be any rain over towards like the Jacksonville area or any type of storm, and it did nothing but like lightning out the whole time. And then even when I drove back towards Orlando, it was pouring out. I was like, yeah. I, I don't understand weather here. So um, as, to round out the local haunts, uh, I did one other haunt this week um, in South Florida in Boca Raton that I think you're going to next week. Uh, the weekend after that, because we're, we're going on our. Um multi-state road trip next week okay so in two weeks you'll be at enigma haunt um as one of your stops i went to enigma haunt um this past saturday and it was their opening weekend i had not been down to enigma haunt before um but have seen them uh, when i went to supercon a couple years ago and uh saw you talking about them and saw um palm beach happenings talking about them um, so I ended up going over to Enigma Haunt with uh, our friends from Palm Beach Happenings. And uh, we did a little lights on tour beforehand. And um, I'm in the middle of editing a video for this now. So I'll probably be up around the same time as the, the podcast getting put up. But uh, we couldn't take pictures or video as we're going through because, you know, they, they obviously don't want to spoil um, things for folks. But um, Enigma Haunt is one of those places. They it's a, it was started as a mom and pop operation 17 years ago, where they were doing it at their house, and they became fully uh, evolved into what what's known as Enigma Haunt today. Seven years ago, where they bought a building, and they started with one haunt, which was Realms of Terror, and they've since added to that two additional haunts. So it takes up two floors, and it's 20,000 square feet of um, of haunt space. And the bottom floor, there's two um, haunts that are new this year, I believe. They're, it's it's Cursed and Twisted Mayhem. Cursed is kind of like a witch doctory um, type of experience, and Twisted Mayhem is a clown experience, which very uh, much like in the, the style of a carnival. It's not a 3D house, or you know, like there's no crazy color distractions, you know, for the most part with uh, you know with the different neon colors and stuff. Um, and Realms of Terror is a multi. Uh, haunt type experience that takes place on the upper floor and every time that you go from one type of subject matter to another you go through those inflatable airbags and it brings you into another realm some of the realms included like their version of uh you know an evil fairy tale type of experience there's a um mad scientist type of experience there's uh frosty which is like a christmas experience Uh, but i will tell you uh you know enigma haunt um their slogan is uh uh, this year, at least in their video, it's, it's hilarious. Their promo reel is like it'll scare the shit out of you, and it, it literally knocked me on my ass. Like it, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's scary, and it's another haunt where it, you're pulsed in. So it's just the four of us in the house at the same time, and uh, the characters don't just you know jump out and yell boo. There's no triggers. There's a lot of character interaction in the house. Um, if the characters know that you're scared, um, they will follow you through the house because there's they know that they have like a good five minutes before the next party you know comes in behind you uh, and they'll continue to terrorize you the 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 set design i thought was awesome um, but more so you know 
besides the attention to detail within the sets, the makeup and costumes I thought were on par with what we'd see at like a Horror Nights type of event. They were clearly better than a lot of the theme park type stuff that we've seen elsewhere. Um, and it, it was just a fantastic time. I, it, aside from going to Scream Again and where it's very raw and, um, you know, brutal and, and scary, um, this is very well confined spaces and some really unexpected stuff, but you know, it, it was, it was just awesome. What was your experience in the past, Johnny? I know you've been oh, there. Man, I had such a great, I had such a great time at, uh, Enigma Hunt last year. We were originally supposed to do that and the, uh, Fright Nights at the South Florida Fairgrounds and it had rained that night and they canceled on us. So I drove the better part of three hours down to Boca Raton to do, uh, to do Enigma and we were there for about, I don't know, an hour. So it's like a six-hour round trip for like an hour experience just hanging out there. And it was worth it. Like it was it was, uh, it was, was kind of, I think it was our last week out doing stuff last week before the close of Horror Nights. And it was like the perfect end cap for a season. It felt like a greatest hits. You know, because if you do a good amount of haunts, there are certain themes that you're going to see over and over again. And I thought that Enigma Haunt really encapsulated a lot of different uh, types of themes. And it was scary. And there was some stuff that, in there that I've never seen before. Like, I've never been in a claustrophobia tunnel and uh, halfway through had a scare. Like, it was it was just crazy. <laughs> it was just crazy stuff that they, they do. Uh, and they actually, did they have any kids working this year? Um, they may have. And I know on their fact sheet they talk about, like, that there are some kids that work in the event that are – their parents are also working the event. Right. So they have, you know, some professional people that are working there, professional meaning, you know, like I think like lawyers and, um, you know, other like white collar type um, day job folks that work the event. And then they also have their kids working the event also. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. They just throw everything at you. It's all Enigma Hunt's all about the haunt curveballs, man. Yeah, there were a couple things in there that I've never seen before. Um, and I, I'm not going to spoil it for folks, but yeah. You know, there, there were things that happened that, you know, I, I, I can't unsee. And, you know, Mary and I were talking about it last night again. And I was like, man, it, it was just cool. It was yeah. just super cool. And they're great um, people. Yeah. We spoke to the owners and to the people that do the set building and um, the, the actors. And, you know, it, it's just so cool. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm anxious. You know, if it, if it wasn't so far for me to get to. I would go back again this year. I'd really like to get to Fright Night, so it would make sense to make you know to kind of hit it as a as a double feature. Um, but um, man, I, I you know I only wish you could make this you you could shrink the state so that um, you know at least the people from you know like Paul would you know when he comes to the town and everything we could shoot over there and make it you know not a three and a half hour trip or something or you know three plus hours to to get there so. Yeah, that's that's why I, I string a lot of them together. Like I stayed in a hotel after I did Torment Factory to do the Jacksonville haunts, and uh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm actually going down on the 19th to do the Legends of Oblivion in Fort Myers, and then I'm gonna stay in a hotel and then shoot over to the uh, that area haunts with Enigma and Fright Nights. Yeah, it's the only way to do it because I can't do all that driving in one night. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And while you were eating your Whataburger, Whataburger. I think that's that's when uh, we traded messages because I was at uh, Rock and Roll Ribs eating some Iron Maiden barbecue. Nice. Jelly. <laughs> so uh, a couple last straggler things. Hellfest, the movie, came out uh, last week. And uh, I'm not sure if anybody else went to go see it except for me so far. I saw it, actually. Okay. Yeah, I saw I it the other day. It. It's on the list. So, you know, um, I just want to, I think in a previous episode of Four Hauntsmen, I had said that I I thought it was filmed in a Six Flags. Um, I was wrong, I think. Um, It was filmed in Atlanta on sets, I believe. Yeah, I I mean, if you watch the movie, it pretty much, it's obvious it's all filmed on sets. Um, You know, there's no, like, wide camera angles of anything in the background. Um, But, I, you know, it's... For, for what it's worth, if you're a fan of Halloween Horror Nights or any of the haunts, one, you're going to hate the cast in this film because they do all the stuff in haunts that you hate. When, <laughs> when people like touching things and climbing on things and touching scare actors, like they do all the no-nos. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is still, uh, you know, while I didn't love the film, 
I enjoyed it as a fan of haunts. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of us. If you're a fan of haunts, it is a generic slasher set amongst um, basically uh, a, a local haunt type thing. Like, a, they, you know, they call it a traveling haunt park um, with multiple events. Now, it's amazing looking. It's it's certainly something that I've ne- that that I've never been to uh, of anything on that scale, um, but it's still a fun movie. I I enjoyed it. You know, it's I, it's not something I'm gonna like see every year, but I still enjoyed it. I liked it. I mean, it's uh, like you said, it, <laughs> we did a review for the channel, and I had said you know same things like you know kind of towards the end, I I really wish that like all the the kids were gonna die. Um, because they were so unlikable at times. And then I felt bad because some people that worked on the movie commented on the video. <laughs> it wasn't just like a couple here and there. Like people sent me messages like, oh, I was one of the actors in the movie. And, you know, this was one of the, the best casts that I've worked with so far. And um, the premise is, is fun. Uh, Chris Stuckman on his channel did a, a, a much harsher review because he had just come off of going to Horror Nights in Orlando. And he was like, this is the most unrealistic thing you'll ever see because there's nobody else in the houses with these people and there's no conga lines and stuff like that. And, That's true. Um, However, it's not Horror Nights <laughs> level um, event. Uh, but I will say if you're if you're looking for uh, something a bit more uh, in, I, I don't want to say enjoyable. This is a fun slasher film. But if you're looking for something with a similar theme, I recommend checking out The Houses October Built Parts 1 and 2. Um the majority of those films oh, are yes. filmed in real haunts. You know, they showcase actual events, uh, haunted events, and incorporate a movie um, into those, you know, with with, with that in mind. And I, I, I genuinely recommend both of those films. As I, as I stare lovingly at my full-size house's October Built 2 poster in my studio. There you go. <laughs> uh, I love that movie, man. The first one just... Oh my! It's probably the best horror movie I've seen in a very long time, man. At the end of the first one, man, that heart was pounding, and then they had the second one came out, which is nice when you don't discover a movie right away. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this movie's awesome. Oh shit, there's a sequel coming out. You know? <laughs> yeah, and like Hell House LLC, yeah. same thing. Hell House LLC, the sequel just came out. I haven't seen it yet, but again, Legit. similar thing. Um, you know, a haunt gone wrong. So actually, I I haven't seen the sequel, but the first one's good. Check that one out too. Yeah. So. Hellfest. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to last in the movie theaters, but uh, it's not doing they, well. <laughs> I think it also is uh, uh, at least the poster that was outside my theater said it was not rated still. So oh, it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, that is but, weird because it, it's it's pretty much an R rating. There's nothing. I mean, there, there's there's some. I will say there is some decent gore. Um, you know, like the first couple of kills are really imaginative and cool, and then like for the last couple of kills, they just you know, go generic with it. But I, it, you know what? It's a fun horror film. If you like haunts, you like horror, check it out. I I think it's fun. It's not going to be in theaters long, um, but this is the season that you'll want to see it. And, uh, yeah. you know, so uh, while we're talking about this season, uh, you know, we, we've recorded now three weeks in a row, but the season for us, I mean, there's like Kyle said at the beginning of the show, there's still a month left. So why don't we uh, just briefly, I know we're, we're, we're going on long here, but maybe touch on some of the events you guys have, or we all have, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Joey, you still with us? Yeah. What do you got coming up? Uh, more Horror Nights, but then uh, Warner Brothers and I don't know, like what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. I, I am excited to hear about horror, um, Warner Brothers, uh, the Horror Made Here event. Uh, does it? It kicks off this coming weekend, doesn't it? Like first weekend. Yeah, and they're gonna. It looks like they're doing a media night before that. Um, one of the guys behind in two days. Yeah, because one of the guys I follow, um, he's freelance now, but he was uh, in art and design for a while, and uh, he's out there right now setting stuff up. So I got high hopes. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing that. You know, seeing the coverage of that event. Um, I need to get caught up on. Uh, this past weekend was the Queen Mary Dark Harbor grand opening weekend, and I want to see some of the stuff from there, too. Let's move to California for next year. Yeah, we might need to for <laughs> for six weeks. Well, what about you, Kyle? What do you have coming up in the next couple weeks? Um, this weekend is uh, Netherworld in Stone Mountain, Georgia. So we're going to the home of AJ Styles. Um, 
I'm really looking forward to that because Netherworld, I think, um, you know, if, if you watched our channel, like we've talked about trying to go there for the last two or three years, and it's it's been a swing and a miss, and it's it's happening this week. Um, and then after that, it's Freight Fest at Six Flags, Georgia. So we'll be able to experience. The one thing, go, tie back to Hellfest, there's a Hellfest experience at many of the Six Flags parks, but not the one in Georgia and not the one where Paul visited this um, past week in Maryland. But, you know, I saw footage of the house, at least the one in California, and it looks awesome. I really wish they had it closer. Yeah, and some people have commented on the Hellfest review video that we've done. It said that that house was the the shining spot for Six Flags this year in the, the parks that they've gone to. But that's what we have on deck immediately. We also have a petrified forest that uh, we're trying to find time to get out to. Also, those are um, you know our favorite people out in Altamont Springs. And um, more Halloween Horror Nights. I think for everyone that bugs us, uh, by the time that this posts, I think Joey and I may be back there on Wednesday. So you can try to find us like an Easter egg through the fog. Johnny, I know you have. You, you said you have a, a multi-state tour coming up. Yeah, uh, this weekend on Thursday we do Scream Again. Which uh, just give me your thumbs up or thumbs down with Scream Again this year, Kyle. I loved it. Okay. There's a new I've attraction. Always, I've always I, had a good time there. Yeah, there's a new attraction at Scream Again. Um, uh, God, you caught me off guard here. Hold on. Is it the is it the zombie paintball one or the? No, the zombie the... paintball is amazing. By the way, that's an upcharge. We talked about this last week too, but the zombie paintball we had a ton of fun at. Mm. Uh, but Demon's Revenge is yeah. a new house that's kind of sandwiched in between Infected and Deadwoods. Oh, cool! And, oh, oh my God, it's so good. Nice. It is so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Scream again this year. Uh, then we're doing a Petrified Forest on Friday, and then we're doing uh, Sir Henry's and Amma's Descent, uh, the I-4 Fear Park on Saturday. And then uh, and then our road trip, we're going to Netherworld. Uh, then we're going to go up to Ohio and do Haunted Hoochie. Uh, then we're going to go to Michigan, where I'm originally from, and do Erebus and uh, Hush up there. And on the way back, we're going to hit the Dent Schoolhouse and then maybe something else. And then uh, weekend after that, we're doing South Florida. Yeah, yeah. We'll do some office work while we're talking. Yep. So that's my plans for the next couple of weeks. I have a huge spreadsheet. It has lots of multicolors on it. And uh, as of our episode tomorrow night uh, on Haunt Scene Live, that'll be our halfway point in the season, which is crazy because it feels like it just started. Yep. So for people that are not in tune with Haunt Scene, and I know um, – I mean, I couldn't talk you guys up anymore, but with the the channel stuff, at least on Twitter, but anybody that's listening, you guys got to go to Facebook, follow Haunt Scene, go to the the Facebook Live events that they're running. It's every Tuesday, I believe now, right, Johnny? At like eight o'clock. It is hands down the slickest production you're going to see related to anything, whether it's Haunt related or theme park related i mean it's it's better than your 10 o'clock news program and it's Uh all hot related it's super slick um and uh it's 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 really fun to even just sit back and watch you know and not not interact but you can interact there's a there's a whole chat room of people that are um hot lovers also and you know johnny's been doing some giveaways here and there and there's um you know, it's it's just an awesome way to bring the community together. I, I can't say enough about it. You guys got to check it out. Oh, thanks, man. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> no, it's our fourth season. It's a lot of button pushing, um, but uh, I, I'm very very happy with the show. And all kind of started this season with our uh, intro, which is just phenomenal. <laughs> I don't deserve that intro, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're having a really good season this year, and I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we keep it going. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, you know, love watching you on the, the Facebook screen, and Melissa, fantastic. Also, just uh, great stuff to check out. Yeah, I love being able to show people stuff. You know, like the pictures, and the, the, I'm starting to get into more of like the splicing in the video and that kind of thing. So it's like a TV show. It is. It's 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 super cool, and you can watch older episodes and replay on 
the Facebook channel also or Facebook yeah. page. So and we we also upload them to YouTube. So after they're done, if there's any glitches, I clean them up and then I upload them to YouTube. And so they're there as well. There you go. All right. Um, we did a giveaway, or we we talked about a giveaway last week for Scream Again. Uh, for tickets, we had a, uh, two pairs of tickets to give away, and uh, we drew the winners earlier tonight. I think we're going to be in touch with folks at some point over uh, the next day or so via direct message with uh, directions on how to use the codes. Um, uh, scrambling to find out who the winners were again. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> we're doing it live. Um, Raul Dariba has won a pair of tickets. To Screamageddon and Sandy Lemery. So you guys are going to find uh, a DM in your Twitter account from Four Huntsmen with a couple of codes each for Screamageddon. And uh, like I was saying before, uh, when Johnny asked about it, Joey went to Screamageddon also and had a, a you know a, another awesome run. Yeah, I liked it a lot. <clears throat> Better this year than last year? Uh, I still miss that hayride, but it's weird because the one I liked the least last year was actually my favorite this year. So, Deadwood. I'd say they're um, yeah, Deadwoods is my favorite this time. The new yeah. one's really good. I like the zombie paintball. I just I like hay rides. So, yep. and it was a good one. And for those, yeah, you know, I think we talked about this last week. There are some pieces from that hay ride that are repurposed um, in other attractions at uh, Scream Again this year, but. In any event, we have two winners for two pairs of, uh, or, or a pair of tickets each, and uh, we'll get that stuff out to you. And uh, anything else, Paul? What's next for you? Well, I will be at Halloween Horror Nights next week. Uh, next, not well, if you're listening to this, not the weekend <laughs> of the 4th, but the weekend of the 11th, um, uh, I will be at Halloween Horror Nights. So if you see me out there, come up say hi love to see you guys love to talk to you guys um really looking forward to finally getting out to the event it's cool i gotta show you this detail that's on the monkey display in the chucky zone you gotta look really close at this one barrel oh i I, okay (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i think that does it for this week hey thank you for having me Thanks for I'm joining sure. us. You are welcome anytime. Go back to, back to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. You're welcome anytime. And we, uh, we, we genuinely appreciate having you on. And uh, we'll be tuning in. I'm not sure if I'll be able to tune in live tomorrow, but I'll definitely be checking out the show again. Cool. And uh, that does it for us. So All right, everyone. Enjoy. We'll be back in uh, three weeks. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we go, go to at Four Hauntsmen on Twitter. Make sure you're following us there. But thank you guys again. We will talk to you next time.